Welcome to the Bardcast. It's Shakespeare, you dick. We are your Shakespeare-loving nerdy hosts. I am Lisa Ann Goldsmith. And I am Owen Thompson. <laughs> and today's episode is Film Shakespeare, Part Deux, Hamlet. Yeah, we had to do separate episodes for these because there's just too many of these films. And Hamlet was the obvious one to start with. Of course. I will say that there are 169 references on IMDb about Hamlet's and some of the famous actors that have played him, get ready people, it's a pretty long list, is Laurence Olivier in 1948, Christopher Plummer in 1964, which I have to say is probably my favorite, Derek Jacobi in 1980. That one is my favorite. It's very close second for me. Kenneth Branagh in 1996, Mel Gibson in 1990, who was actually pretty good even though I can't stand him right now. Ethan Hawke in 2000, Nicole Williamson in 1969, Richard Burton in 1964, Campbell Scott in 2000, Ian McKellen, you knew Ian McKellen was coming in here somewhere, in 1970, Maximilian Schell in 1960, Adrian Lester in 2002, Austin Pendleton in a really short version in 1995, Richard Chamberlain in 1970, Kevin Kline in 1990, Paul Schofield in 1956, David Tennant in 2009, and Tony Meyer in 1976. That was a version with Helen Mirren. And three women. The first one ever, Sarah Bernhardt in 1900, Austin Nielsen in 1920, and Fernanda Negri Pouget in 1908. Yeah, the Sarah Bernhardt is really just a really brief clip. It's about a minute and a half of her dueling with Laertes. But it's, you know, it's, it's certainly worth, you can check it out on YouTube and it's worth watching just as a piece of history. The Nielsen is a, a movie called Hamlet, the Drama of Vengeance which it, it's fascinating, but it's, it's really an adaptation of Hamlet. It isn't really Hamlet itself. So we're, we're going to save a deep dive discussion of that movie for another episode. Agreed. So what we wanted to do was start with, we've watched a lot of Hamlet in the last few weeks. Oh boy, have we ever. So much Hamlet. Um, and we'd like to start talking about them in chronological order. So Owen, why don't you start? Sure. Well, I mean, we're we're com- even though there are all of those listings on IMDb, there's a distinction to be made here since we're talking about film Hamlet. Of course, this gets there's gray areas here, but we're largely talking about major motion pictures. Um, these are motion pictures of Hamlet that were released in cinemas. Uh, we're making a couple of exceptions to talk about the Christopher Plummer and the Derek Jacobi, uh, which were both made for TV. I, the the Plummer was made for TV, correct? The plumber was made for TV, but but the you know the production values are so high and the casting is so incredible that I think we absolutely need to include those. Right. In in terms of the Derek Jacobi one, the production values are not that high. That was part of the BBC canon of Shakespeare. Um, for those that don't know, in the late seventies and early eighties, the BBC in England decided to make the entire canon of Shakespeare plays into uh, television productions. They are a mixed bag. I've seen most of them. <laughs> to be fair. Um, some of them are pretty terrible. Um, and all of them are done on the cheap, which is kind of unfortunate. However, the Derek Jacobi one is pretty spectacular, and we'll be getting to that. Absolutely. Um, of course, you have to mention Sarah Bernhardt as the, the first notable Hamlet on screen. But then we're kind of jumping all the way to 1948 and the Laurence Olivier Hamlet. Now... For those of you that don't know, Lawrence, without Laurence Olivier, 
there might not really be mainstream uh, motion pictures of Shakespeare. Absolutely. He, He's definitely like the father of bringing Shakespeare into screen. Yeah, I mean, before it, before his Henry V, which was I shot in '44, I think maybe a little earlier than that. It was a it was a a movie made to promote the war effort during World War II. Uh, Winston Churchill had a hand actually in behind the scenes in making that movie, or or at least getting that movie to be made. Um, there really wasn't. There was a surprising lack of quality Shakespeare in terms of major motion pictures. You have. Uh, the famous Midsummer Night's Dream from the 30s in which Mickey Rooney appears as Puck and Jim, Jimmy Cagney, of all people, is Bottom. Yeah. Um, and you have uh, an early 1936 Romeo and Juliet, which features John Barrymore as Mercutio. And we um, will get into those on future episodes. We will. But it was really Henry V in 1944 that, that uh, made Shakespeare was the first big hit Shakespeare movie. And Olivier, who was, you know, a big movie star, helped to popularize that. So his Hamlet, um, he himself referred to that Hamlet as more of an essay on the play than an actual production of Hamlet, largely because it's so cut. Um, it is about two and a half hours long, uh, which sounds long, but when you consider that the uh, Hamlet uncut runs for almost four and a half hours, you can see that a lot of material came out. And I do want to say about that Hamlet, even though it is two and a half hours, a lot of it is visual. Yes, very. Well, he's very, it's almost like a horror movie. It It, is kind of like a horror movie. It feels like an old universal horror movie with all the long tracking shots. It's it's shot in black and white. There's a little bit of Wuthering Heights about it, actually. Which makes sense considering that he played Heathcliff. Exactly. He also uses deep focus photography a lot. Uh, he, it's funny how he and Orson Welles sort of influenced each other at this time. Welles was certainly the more talented director, but there's a lot of Citizen Kane style photography in, uh, in Hamlet. And it's interesting because Wells shot Macbeth, which we'll be talking about in our next episode. Uh, a lot of those too. Exactly one year after uh, Olivier's Hamlet. Um, one of the reasons he shot in black and white, by the way, is that he'd had a lot of problems with the Technicolor Corporation when he was shooting Henry V. And so it, in some ways it was a big fuck you to them to shoot this movie in black and white. Um, it should also be said this movie actually won Best Picture. Sure did. In 1948. Uh, and he, he did also not won. win Best Actor, though. No, he did win Best Actor. Did he? Yeah, he did. He didn't win Best Director. Ah, that's what he didn't win. Okay. Yeah, hard to pull off that trifecta. He won Best Actor and the film won Best Picture, but he did not uh, win Best Director. Um, it's I actually... I tell you, though, I think he's... I think it's very precious. Yeah, you know what? I, I have to say, I have a great fondness for Laurence Olivier. As do I. He, he... When I saw Henry V, I saw Henry V, like, in a movie theater when I was about... 12 years old and it really is probably I mean that was the crack that got me to be an addict and it's a much better film than than Hamlet actually I I think agree. he made three major motion pictures as a director of Shakespeare Henry V Hamlet and Richard III and I think Hamlet is by far the weakest of them I totally agree I think the the Henry is far superior yeah and the Richard is so much fun it is fun but he has, you know, as an actor, he has a tendency to do this weird thing with his hands that just, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's kind of hammy and annoying. The problem, the problem that I had with it is that 
I mean, it's Lawrence Olivier, right? Like there's not a lot of people that can speak the text the way he speaks the text. But my problem with Hamlet is that it feels to me in so much of it, like it's about speaking the text as opposed to it being about the honest emotion underneath the text. Yeah, I agree. But you have to also remember that this is the first major motion picture of Hamlet. You know, yeah. and he, he's pioneering. So the work that other people do later on is built, I mean, without, without his Hamlet, you wouldn't have those other Hamlets. That's true. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's and it's certainly, it's, it's beautiful to look at. And so is he, he's so, so handsome. Oh, he's stunning. Um, but I think another thing that hamstrings this movie a bit is some of the other casting. And we'll get to this, like some of the more successful Hamlets that we'll be discussing have like really strong Claudiuses. Like killer across the board, Claudius's. Yeah, but but this one does not. He cast Basil Sidney as uh, as Claudius. Not a terrible actor, but you know, sort of middle aged and not very compelling. Certainly not very attractive, and it's just he's no match for Hamlet. There's no. He's kind of soggy, and yeah, also and no one would understand why Gertrude would even listen to her husband as opposed to her son. I mean, I don't want to look at that Claudius. I want to just be staring at my kid. Right. Well, but see that because Olivier, I mean, that, that might, that might have been on purpose because Olivier was very, very influenced by Freud and Ernest Jones's Oedipal theories of Hamlet, right? That Hamlet is in love with his mother and, you know, has the thing with his dad and all of that. So that's one reason why he cast Eileen Hurley as Gertrude, who was actually 12 years younger than Olivier himself. So uh, that, that, that's a weakness to me in that movie. Some of the other, I mean, I like Gene Simmons quite a bit as Ophelia. Gene Simmons was 19 years old when she starred in that movie. Um, but overall, while it's not the most compelling Hamlet in the world, it, it, it certainly laid the groundwork for other Hamlets to follow. It certainly did. Um, and I think the next ones chronologically, well, there's Paul Schofield in 1956, but I've not seen that. Have you? I have not seen that one. That one's hard to lay your hands on. It certainly is. And then following that would be the Richard Burton in 1964 or the Maximilian Schell, which I also haven't seen in 1960. But 64 is a huge Hamlet year. Yeah, so that one with Richard Burton, um, who, you know, is very talented. And, and I've seen that, and he's, he's quite good. But what I didn't know existed until fairly recently was a 1964 made-for-TV version with Christopher Plummer as Hamlet, which is incredible. Michael Caine is the single best Horatio I've ever seen. I was weeping at the end. And the rest of the cast is equally amazing. Isn't, isn't Robert Shaw of all people Claudius? Robert Shaw is Claudius and he is sexy as fuck. Well, that and it's incredibly important to me that that Claudius be sexually attractive because if not the whole like the whole subplot of Gertrude, you know, I mean I think it's pretty clear that Claudius and Gertrude have been having an affair behind old Hamlet's back for at least for some time. Yeah. They're clear. They're clearly in love with each other. Yeah. And you know, Claudius, one of Claudius's main motivations for killing his brother is to get Gertrude. Right. And if, and if, if, so if Claudius is not only attractive, but charming and compelling, 
it makes a huge difference, a huge well, difference. He was great. Um, other notables in this cast is Donald Sutherland as Fortinbras, who's doing kind of an Arnold Schwarzenegger dialect thing at the end, <laughs> and yet it kind of works. It's very strange. And Roy Kinnear as the gravedigger. Um, but I have to say, the thing about this performance of Hamlet, I mean, look, uh, I will admit right off the bat that I adore Christopher Plummer. Well, I, who doesn't? Right. Uh, and I've seen him do Speaking many, of many handsome. Oh, he was stunningly beautiful. And by the way, so was Michael Caine. Beautiful. Robert, Robert Shaw wasn't bad looking either. No, I'm telling you, he was super sexy. For, for those that, for just as an FYI, if, you have, if there are Jaws fans out there, Robert Shaw is, is Quint in Jaws. Yeah, he looks totally different in this. <laughs> well, it was a few years earlier. It was a few years earlier. So anyway, the thing about this performance, and, and I would have said before I saw this that Derek Jacobi was my favorite. Um, but the fact that, A, I didn't know there was a Christopher Plummer Hamlet, and B, the fact that it is Christopher Plummer, there's something, he comes off as more of a man to me and less of a boy. Um, but the incredible thing to me is, is that it's not that many years past the ones we were talking about before, and yet the text is so honest, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it really is based in the emotion that's under the text, and he does some really beautiful things with it, as does Jacoby, admittedly. But I love to see, you know, especially past the Olivier, what these actors can do with this text, how many different choices there are to be made. Well, well, that's the thing. And again, Olivier laid that foundation, right? And then you have, I mean, even though it's a short leap from 48 to 64, a lot changed in that time, right? I mean, you have the huge influence of, you know, method acting, for instance, in America. And this was a Canadian production, I, I'm guessing, the one with Christopher Plummer. Uh, let me double check that. Its full name is Hamlet at Elsinore. Oh, and guys, this is, this was actually filmed in Elsinore, which is really exciting. That's really, that's really hot. Yeah, that's really exciting. Um, I'm looking that up. While you're looking that up, I want to mention 64, we're talking about is, is, as, as a, the year of Hamlet, because that is also the year that the Richard Burton Hamlet is released. And that was a filmed version of the stage play that he famously did on Broadway that John Gilgood directed. But also in 1964, there was a Russian version of Hamlet known uh, as Gamlet, because that's how you say Hamlet in Russian directed by Grigory Kozintsev, if I am saying that correctly, and I'll never get this one right, but the actor who plays Hamlet is Mikhail Smoktunovsky, who was a Red Army hero who had been imprisoned by Stalin. Uh, and in a lot of ways, this movie was meant as a criticism of Stalin's regime. It's and it's BBC. actually... Sorry? It's a, it's a BBC production. Oh, it's an English production. Son yeah. of a gun. Yeah. Son of a gun. Um, the Russian one is, is, worth, is really worth seeing. It's a it's probably it's one of the most beautiful productions of Hamlet that I've ever seen. It actually has a bit of a feel of Kurosawa, um, although it has the virtue also of being shot in in, in widescreen format, and it's um, it's very claustrophobic. It, there's some some uh, some borrowing from Wells's Othello. Actually, there's a lot of shots through prison gates and and drains and that kind of thing that gives a feel of, of you know it, that underscores the line Denmark's a prison. Uh, and the the actor Smoktunovsky, if I'm saying his name correctly, has a real edge to him. 
uh, he's one of the more dangerous Hamlets that you'll ever see. Now, of course, this movie is in Russian. It's a translation by Boris Pasternak, uh, who wrote Dr. Zhivago. And the, the score is actually by Dmitry Shostakovich. So it's, it's a fascinating movie. Oh, God, I movie. love Shostakovich. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, wor- it's very, very, very worth seeing. Um, and, you know, like, they really go there with Fortinbras and his army and that sort of thing. You really get the, like, Elsinore is more populated than you often see. And, like, you really get the feeling that they're under siege from Fortinbras. It's one thing that I object to when the Fortinbras subplot is cut, as it is both in the Olivier and, as we'll talk about in a few minutes, the Zeffirelli-Gibson version. Because if you don't have that external danger of, of Fortinbras, then a lot is lost and, and a lot of the stakes are lowered, in the, if you ask me. But the more this play is cut, um, the more you lose. I, I find the longer versions to be more satisfying. And I sometimes think that, you know, you might want to do, Ham- if you were doing a production of Hamlet, you might want to do it in, in two evenings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to make yeah, people sit there for that. four hours. But you it's know, it's a you, lot to take in. It's a lot to take in, but it's but that play is like a novel. You know, there's so much going on, and if you the more you cut, the more motivation you lose. It just drives me crazy. But definitely check out that Russian one, guys, because it's it's fascinating. And you can beautiful. see it actually if you go on Vimeo and do a search for uh, Gamlet. There is a full version with English subtitles. Yeah, for free. For free, we love the for free. For free is good. So what's the next one that we want to talk about? Well, I guess it's Probably Jacoby. Jacoby, yeah. Right, because that's 1980. Yeah. So, you know, every few years a major one comes out, at least one major one. Well, I mean, well, every major actor, you know, wants to give it a shot. It's one of the greatest roles of all time. Right, yeah, you make your bones playing that part, right? Mm-hmm. So, as we were saying, the, the this Hamlet that was done in 1980 was done, again, by the BBC, when they were doing the full canon. And this one features not only Derek Jacobi as Hamlet, but also Patrick Stewart, uh, known to some of you as Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek and, uh, you know, Professor Xavier from the X-Men movies. Obviously very famous, Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, this is Patrick Stewart at about age 40. He was about the same age as, as, uh, as Jacobi, actually. Uh, he was two years younger. Two years younger. Mm-hmm. But he's fantastic. He's yeah, fantastic. he is fantastic. And again, he's a handsome, charismatic, sexy Claudius. And it just makes a huge difference. But Jacoby, I mean, there's so many... First of all, the text is largely left alone. Mm-hmm. It's cut somewhat, but it's about three and a half hours long. So you really get most of Hamlet. And, and Jacoby is an actor who makes the most unexpected and yet unbelievably right-on-the-money choices. Um, I mean, if, for those of you that know the Oh, What a Rogan, Peasant Slave Am I speech, there's a part of that speech where Hamlet just starts going, Oh, bloody, body villain, remorseless, treacherous, lecherous, kindless villain, oh, vengeance. And it seems like kind of over the top and weird. But the way Jacoby does it, he's just been hanging out with the players and he picks up a wooden sword and he does that as if he's overacting. Well, interestingly enough, so does Christopher Plummer, but in a different way. Christopher Plummer starts to do it like he's trying to act. So he'll do the first two words, and then he's like, no, that fucking sucks. And he'll do the next two words. Oh, that fucking sucks. So it was like a similar bent to Jacoby, but completely different and brilliant. 
and 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 what's what's brilliant about both of them and and those things is that the they're making they're making individual choices they're they're showing you so many colors of hamlet oh. as as opposed to just a declamatory style where everything seems the same right kind of how i felt about olivier yeah olivier's and it's funny because he's not like that like in richard the 3rd not like no, that at all not at all but in in hamlet yeah he's a little declamatory i think he was a little heathcliffy yeah, well, I mean, also, see, it's weird to me, the whole directing yourself thing, I just don't get it. No, I've done it once on stage and I never want to do it again. No, I, I, I did it once when I worked with you and it was only for financial reasons because I didn't take a salary <laughs> myself. <laughs> but I don't recommend it. No, don't but do the, it. But the, the Jacobi... Uh, also Although we're Jac getting to somebody that's pretty famous for doing it all the time. So. Well, that's true. But Jac Jacobi also gets huge brownie points to me because 16 years after playing Hamlet in, in Hamlet for the BBC, when Kenneth Branagh makes his major motion picture of Hamlet, he casts Eric Jacobi as Claudius. And, was, uh, he and he's fucking great as Claudius. Now, he doesn't bring the looks that Patrick Stewart and uh, Robert Shaw Right. I have to say, as much as I love Patrick Stewart, and, and I have to say, I met him in person, and I have never, oh my God, my heart is pounding. <laughs> when, he was doing, when he was doing the ride Mount, down Mount Morgan on Broadway, I met him, and he took my hand to both of his hands, and then he looked me over from the top of my head to my toes and back, and I have never felt so wiggly in my entire life. That being said, I could not believe how sexy Robert Shaw was. Well, Robert, I mean, for, you know what? It's funny. We're talking Robert Shaw and Christopher Plummer. This is a total sidebar. Have you ever seen, it's a really, it's an odd movie. Um, oh God, I'm trying to remember. It's the Peter Schaffer play, uh, The Royal Hunt of the Sun. No. So this is this crazy play that Peter Schaffer wrote in the 60s. Peter Schaffer, the author of Amadeus. Yeah. Which is about... Francisco Pizarro and the conquest of the Incan empire. And they made a movie of it with Robert Shaw as Francisco Pizarro. And you would never get away with this today because it's really kind of politically incorrect. But Christopher Plummer plays Atahualpa, the emperor of the Incans. Oh, wow. Um, and it's a wild, weird movie, but well worth seeing, even though politically incorrect. But it's the two of them, Robert Shaw and Christopher Plummer, and they fucking rock. I'm sure they do. Oh, and by the way, Patrick Stewart, after playing it with Derek Jacobi in 1980, played it again with David Tennant in 2009. 2009, almost 40 years later. Yeah, 30 I years. mean, that, 30? 30 years later. Yeah, still. 2009. Still, that's a long time. I mean, to the, yeah, to be getting away with that. So yeah, you get Derek Jacobi and Patrick Stewart like have some serious longevity when it comes to this play. Yeah. Um, and I think the next one we need to talk about is, well, there's a Kevin Klein version that we haven't seen yet, although I've ordered it. It's really hard to get. That was a made-for-TV version. Um, yeah, the public I really did want that. to see because okay. uh, Dana Ivey is in it as well, as mm -hmm. Gertrude. Um, and Brian Murray is Claudius, I think. And Brian Murray is Claudius. It was a, uh, a, a, a public theater production, right? Correct. Uh, in New York, the public theater downtown, the Off-Broadway theater. Uh, but also the Mel Gibson was done in 1990, the Zeffirelli. Yes, yes. So Fran Franco Zeffirelli, who's one of the really, we talked about him in the last time, um, one of and the we major, major. we talking about him more in the future. As yes, we will. Um, 
and it's interesting. Like you, you could you could make a case that I mean, certainly Kenneth Branagh, Laurence Olivier, and Franco Zeffirelli are three of the most important makers of Shakespeare films, and they all three made a movie of Hamlet. That's Inter- right. Interestingly, the Zeffirelli film, even though he'd had uh, big box office successes with Taming- The Taming of the Shrew, again, with Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, and most famously his Romeo and Juliet, um, <clears throat> that doesn't have a lot of famous people in it, but is very well known to people, you probably were made to watch it in English class. Um, he couldn't get backing to make Hamlet unless he would agree to, to have it be only two hours long, and procure an A-list star to play Hamlet. So he compromised, it's actually about two hours and 15 minutes long, Mm -hmm. but of all people, Mel Gibson is Hamlet. And he's not bad. He's, it's, it's, I hate to say it because it is kind of hard to watch his fucking anti-Semitic ass. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem. And and Owen and I were talking about this earlier, actually. Um, It's hard to separate who he has become uh, it's just such a hateful person. Yeah, but uh, talent, talent isn't the problem with him. No, it's not. And he is a surprisingly good Hamlet. I remember... Yeah, th- and there's a really nice sort of like, you know, there's something about his eyes that always makes him look a little crazy, and it really works. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's definitely... I mean, he, he brings a little of, of lethal weapon to, totally to, does. to Hamlet, and it actually kind of works. Yeah. He's, he's, to me, the most convincing, like, Ham, we know Hamlet is pretending to be crazy, but he's got a little edge of craziness in him. Right. And Gibson brings that more than anybody else. Now, the cutting is so severe. There's no Fortinbras. There's no politics. There's very little philosophy. But it's sort of, it, it ends up being like a sort of straight up revenge play. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It is. Well, Zeffirelli brings that. And it's all, it also, interestingly, it's the it's the most brightly lit Hamlet. Like these, agreed, it is much much lighter than a lot of the others. Yeah, well, I mean, like the, there's just a choice to shoot during the daytime, mm-hmm. and it's on the you know the, the the location they found that craggy castle that works very well, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the the rest of the ca- the cast is a mixed bag. I think Glenn Close is actually quite a good Gertrude. I think she's a good Gertrude too. We, you and I have a slight disagreement about Ophelia though. Oh. Yeah, I liked Helena Bonham Carter better than you did. I feel like Helena Bonham Carter comes off as too with it and wise. And to me, and to me, I think uh, it's just, she's uh, that pre-Raphaelite face of hers with those giant saucer eyes. Uh, Yeah, she looks great. I'm just saying sort of the way she plays it, it's not, there's not enough innocence for me. Hmm. I I didn't, I didn't get that from her, but you know, that's what makes horse races. Uh, (laughs) Didn't, didn't love Alan Bates as Claudius. Again, no. he's sort of the middle-aged, squashy, unattractive Claudius. Agreed. That, does, that doesn't work And for after me. seeing Patrick Stewart and, and Robert yeah. Shaw, forget it. Yeah. And Derek Jacobi later. Right. Um, but on the other hand, Ian Holm is Polonius. And he's wonderful. And he's wonderful in everything he does ever. Yeah, I just love him. I mean, Ian Holm, you can't, you can't be a better actor than Ian Holm. No, period. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if you're if you want to see a kind of stripped down uh, Hamlet that like has a real thrust to it, you you could actually uh-huh. do worse, as it were. You could do worse than seeing the Zeffirelli Gibson. Even if you can swallow looking at Mel Gibson, it's actually a surprisingly not bad film. 
Yeah, it's hard for me to forget who he is, though. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So does that lead us to the Brana? It does lead us to the Brana. Um, you know, I mean, Kenneth Brana is, he, well, he's the person I was thinking of when I said we're, we'll be talking about people who act and direct right. at the same time. Um, also a really interesting cast, I thought. Fascinating. Well, and, and well, first of all, we need to say it's, for, we actually saw it together in a movie theater, didn't we? When it we first came did out. On New Year's Eve. Right, in 1996. 1996. <laughs> Damn. Um, this movie this is- the way no- we spend our New Year's Eve, people. Right, right. And P.S., that movie is four hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the only Hamlet ever made as a film that's completely uncut. Yes, completely and, uncut. And surprisingly, it doesn't drag. Not at all. I did not feel- at all, like it was four hours and however many minutes long. And the cast is amazing. As we, as we said, Derek Jacobi, but I mean, you have people like, I mean, Richard Attenborough does like a little, you yeah. know, one-off in it. Well, John Dude. Mills, for God's sake. Yeah. John Mills shows up as old Norway in yeah. like a, in a flashback. Um, Julie fucking- Christie is Gertrude. She's wonderful. Billy mm-hmm. Crystal is the the first. Yeah. Judy Dench is the Hecuba, which is always cut well, out. Well, yes. When when the first player and the first player is Charlton Heston. Yes, and Rosemary Harris as the player right. queen. Right, and 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 Charlton Heston. Yeah, Charlton Heston and Rosemary Harris. Wow, I, I got to meet her recently, by the way. Did you really? I did. I did. I went to see. Um, my fair lady on Broadway when a friend of mine was playing, was going on for Henry Higgins and she was playing Miss, his mom. Yes. And uh, backstage, I went, we went back, was Michael Holling. You know Michael I know who your friend is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who we did Romeo and Juliet with. That's right. So I went backstage well. and, and he introduced me to Rosemary Harris and I thought, okay, I can die now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but but, like, but Charlton was- Heston is the player king and, and that is a surprisingly good piece of casting. Because even though Charlton Heston is a really hammy old actor, he's perfect. playing the first player with that hammy Hecuba speech, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, he's and perfect. And Brenda does, like, he takes you to Troy. Yeah. And Judy Dench is Hecuba in the flashback. And John Gielgud. Yes, he's Fucking Priam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kind and of he, pulled out all the stops. Gerard Depardieu is Ronaldo. He's so ridiculous. Jack though. Lemon is Marcellus. Yeah, there's I mean, some of that stunt casting. I thought Jack Lemon was okay. People people are annoyed by that casting. Gerard Depardieu is Ronaldo going, Yes, my lord. Yeah. Rufus uh, Sewell is Fortinbras. Ru- that, that Robin Williams is Osric. Yeah, Robin Williams is Osric did not work for me. No, it didn't work for me either. And Billy but... Crystal as the gravedigger didn't really work for me And either. Simon Russell Beale as the second gravedigger. Simon Russell Beale, my old teacher. Craziness. Yep. I mean, it's an amazing cast. It is. Some of it works better oh, than... Brian Blessed? Brian Blessed as the ghost. Although I have to say, the ghost sequence is kind of ridiculous. I mean, yeah. the, the special effects are, I mean, and then the ghost, like when, and when the ghost is saying swear and the whole forest shakes, I'm like, holy shit, this ghost is, if this ghost is that powerful, why doesn't he fucking kill Claudius? Yeah, he's got some real shit going on there. <laughs> and I love Brian Blessed. I love Brian Blessed. And Nicholas Searle, I think, is the name of the actor who plays Horatio. And I think he's- Nicholas Farrell. Feral, feral, that's yeah. what it is. And the relationship between Hamlet and Horatio in that movie, I think, is is really strong. 
Wait until you see the Christopher. I know. I, I've got. I'm see telling that. you, Christopher Plummer and Michael Caine. I have never seen a Hamlet Horatio relationship like that. I'm dying to see it. I'm very jealous that I, I that you found it and I didn't before this episode. <laughs> but I want to say actually one thing that I really I, I remember noting at the time um, when we first saw this movie. There, the, uh, there's a famous line that many of you probably know in the play when Hamlet says to Horatio, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. But in the Branagh film, uh, Hamlet says to Horatio, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in our philosophy. Yeah. And I remember when I first saw the movie, I thought, what? What a strange mistake to make. And I went home and I have a copy of the folio because I'm a nerd. Yeah. And so I looked it up, and indeed, in yes, the it's folio, our. Mm -hmm. it's our philosophy. It's Which just makes so much more sense. It's so much better because yes. your philosophy is a put down. Right. But our, our philosophy. philosophy is just like, we don't know shit. That's right. And it, and it says so much about their friendship. It does. And Hamlet would never treat Horatio like that. That's right. Totally agree. I mean, one means you don't know shit, and one, the other one means we don't know shit. Right. So I give I give Branna tremendous props for that interpretation. Yeah, and I mean I'm a real first folio freak, so I'm all about it. Yeah, uh, but it's it's interesting. I mean, it would be interesting to see how the your philosophy like became ascendant in most productions of Hamlet. I'm not sure why that is. Probably probably rewritten that way in the first or second quarto. Indeed, but I wonder how. I mean, you know what? There's probably a note in the Arden edition that I should look up. But probably. The, the, there, there was probably some famous actor that was like, I think this is a put down. Um, could be. Who knows? And it became famous. Yeah. But that, that's actually, that's good connective tissue because that line, our philo the, the use of our philosophy, is also in the next movie that we want to talk about, which is the 2000 movie of Hamlet with Ethan Hawke as Hamlet, directed by Michael Almereda. Mm -hmm. uh, and they do, to give them props, they do say our philosophy. They do. And that might be the last good thing that I have to say about that movie. Yeah. I mean, you watched the whole thing. I've watched bits and pieces and I was just like, mm. well, it's the other good thing is it's not very long. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> because it's, it's so cut. And this is a modern, like up, you know, an updated version of Hamlet quote unquote that takes place in like modern day New York and Denmark is now the Denmark Corporation, which is mm -hmm. like this multinational thing. Uh, they do use all, I mean, it's all Shakespeare text. They didn't screw around with it that way. But the casting, I mean, the concept is meh. Um, it's also very, it, it looks so, the movie is very poorly shot. It's very cheap. Like, you know, the Brana production is lavish and gorgeous. And all, most of these other productions at least give you some eye candy. This movie, like, it's just very cheaply made. Um, there's some interesting casting. Bill Murray, of all people, is Polonius. Yeah, I think that's really weird. Yeah, he's, it doesn't not work. He's better than, I hate to say it, but Ethan Hawke is just not, you know, not really suited. No. You know, in 2000, that same year, was the TV movie of Hamlet starring Campbell Scott, also directed by Campbell Scott. Right, that's right. Now that has a really interesting cast. I, I have not seen that, but I would really like to. Blair Brown is Gertrude. Um, Lisa Gay Hamilton is Ophelia, and therefore Roscoe Lee Brown is Polonius. Right. Jamie Sheridan, who I adore, is Claudius. 
So I really want to see it to see what yeah, I, have, I haven't seen. Beautiful. I, think I haven't seen that movie either, but it has a very good reputation. And yeah. That, that one I haven't gotten a hold of. John Benjamin Hickey, who I love, is Horatio. Dennis O'Hare is Osric. Oh my God. I know. Dennis O'Hare, like, you got, need to promote Dennis O'Hare from Osric. I know, right? Dennis O'Hare well, is one great. of Dennis O'Hare is on my short list of my favorite actors. Yeah, I think he's amazing. Um, so anyway, so that's something that I really, really want to see if I can get a hold of. Um, I, I'm very curious to see what they do with it. Michael Imperioli is... Oh my God. Fans. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Okay. Byron Jennings is the ghost and the first player. So that, that, so that's, and that's the year 2000? Yeah, it is. So, so Michael Imperioli is actually like busily shooting the Sopranos while he's yes. shooting yes. that. Yes. Interesting. The, yeah, the, the, the uh, Almereda Ethan Hawke movie has a, a very strange cast. Kyle MacLaughlin is Claudius. Uh, and that, so it's mostly people who are non-Shakespearean actors. But then you have Diane Venora as Gertrude and Liev Schreiber as Laertes. Yeah. Oh, and I like, found it. Whenever they start talking, it's like, oh, there's Hamlet. Yeah. And whenever anybody else talks, it's like, what is even happening? Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I cannot, I cannot recommend. No. Um, you can watch it on Prime Video, I just found out. Oh, the, 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 uh, the Campbell Scott one? No, it says it's currently unavailable to watch. Yeah, some of these are hard to get uh, your hands on. And I also had a bad experience while I was doing preparation for this. I was watching the Brana. I have the DVD of the, of the Brana film, but my discs were scratched. Oh, man. And I, so I couldn't watch all. I couldn't. Unfortunately, I've seen it several times, but I wanted to watch all of it again. And both discs were scratched, so I, I only ended up watching for this particular episode about half of it. Oh, I actually just found a new DVD version of it on Alibri.com. Oh, of which? Of which one? The Campbell Scott, which is I'm really oh. interested in seeing. Yeah, well, I'm the, my my homework is to watch the plumber. Oh my god. I cannot wait to talk to you. Yeah, I got it. Even though, even though I'm crammed full of Hamlet, I, I, I'm dying to see that one. Yeah, yeah, you should. You really should. I'm telling you, that relationship, I've never seen a Horatio like. Well, like, Michael, Michael fucking Kane, man. I know. And, and he's like 31 years old and just stunningly beautiful. But I'm telling you, at the end, I was weeping like a baby. And I Who, sent you that screenshot. Who, yeah, who's Gertrude? Who's Ophelia? Who's Polonius? In the in, in the that plumber, one? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I've been trying to find it on IMDb, and there's just too many Hamlets to wade through. Ah, okay, I remember. It was Polonius is Alec Clunes. Oh, Alec Clunes. Yeah, June Tobin is Gertrude, and Joe Maxwell Muller is Ophelia. Huh. Yeah, yeah Alec. Like people you haven't really heard of. Well, Alec Clunes is uh, Lord Hastings in the yes. Olivier Richard the Third. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's got some cred. Yeah, he was good. You know, I mean, I, I always like to, I always like when somebody does something interesting with Polonius because he's, he's always played as sort of a doofus. Yeah. You know, and that was, that was, that was a, a Polonius that was not unlike anything I'd seen before, mm -hmm. you know. So that's, uh, that's our overview of Hamlet, y'all. Yeah, I don't really think there's another one that we need to 
talk about yeah i mean the the big the big misses for us really are the campbell scott and and the kevin klein i think those are the two that i other than the plumber which honestly i didn't really even know about i it's unbelievable how you how many you there are you know yep well and we're and the truth is we're about due for one yeah, right? I mean, it, it, it's every 10 years or so, it seems like there's some major motion picture of Hamlet that comes out or some, well, I guess the most recent one you'd say, because it did get shown on TV, is the David Tennant one from 2009. Right. Right. Which is, which is not bad. No. It's, I mean, David, Ten- David Tennant is a really good actor. He's just not Hamlet to me. That's just no, me. No, he's not Hamlet to me either. But again, I mean, you know, that was also a good, I mean, that was a good cast. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. No kidding. Jesus. And who else was in that one? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, me too. Uh, Ham- the, the interesting thing about Patrick Stewart in that production is that he not only plays Claudius, he also plays the ghost. Yeah, which I think is really, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is, although it begs so many questions. To me, I remember watching it going, so wait a minute, so they're twins? Right. Well, okay, so did old, did old Hamlet like come out of the vagina first and that's why he's king? <laughs> I um, mean, that, and, and, and like if Gertrude is having an affair with, Claude, with, with old Hamlet's twin brother, then it, I mean, it, it, it just, it's weird to me. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the cast. There's not a lot of, a ton of other, there, Oliver Ford Davies is Polonius, uh, Penny Downey is Gertrude, Mariah Gale is Ophelia, Peter DeJersey is Horatio. So not a, not a whole bunch of like, you know, really A-list names in there besides Patrick Stewart and David Tennant. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I may have that DVD somewhere. Well, I, I'm getting that Campbell Scott, so I'll lend it to you when I'm done. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so join us next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we doing next? We're talking about gender in Shakespeare next time, are we not? Our next topic is gendered Shakespeare. Yeah. And I think this is a really good time, especially in the United States for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, there's a lot to say about that. For sure. So join us next time. Uh, please check out uh, the show notes. You can get some interesting information from the things we talked about today. If you feel like giving us some money, not everybody can, but if you can, go to our page at patreon.com. Uh, and please don't forget to visit our website at www.thebardcastudick.com. And please leave us five stars if you love what we're doing and a review anywhere that you get your podcasts. And And remember, (laughs) you know, guys, I got to tell you, we can never do that at the same time. Yeah, our sign off, we can never do correctly. Which which I think is really funny, but we're going to try it for you here once. Ready? One, two, three. And And remember, (laughs) see, we suck. Forget it. We love it. But it is Shakespeare, you dick. It's Shakespeare, you dick! The preceding podcast was a production of Country Matters, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.